Hey everybody, welcome into Mark Sports Talk. I'm your host, Mark Dagenhardt, and I've got a lot to talk about. I'm going to turn this episode into a discussion of my Pick'em Contest, a list of games all across the country, and this should be interesting. There's some other news and notes that I want to talk about, but just a little bit of tidbits as we head into the weekend as Arkansas plays Georgia Southern at 3 o'clock at Fayetteville. And let's get into the show. So to start off the episode, I just want to talk about last week. It was a big week. A lot of things happened. But the fans stormed the field. And this is a fine, no matter the situation. And the first offense is is something small, like uh, like ten dollars to $50,000. Something small like that for a university. But this was their second offense as uh, when the Razorbacks defeated... LSU 17 to nothing at Fayetteville. I believe this was 2016, 2017, somewhere around there. Uh, they the fans stormed the field and they got a fine then and they paid it. This time it was a hundred thousand dollars, and the athletic director said that the the fine was well worth the exposure nationally that the game itself being broadcast on ESPN at the time slot that it had and the way the fans had stayed energetic and in tune to the game the whole way through all the way to the end so much so that they stormed the field was so impactful and has given Arkansas a little bit of momentum in the media and a little bit in recruiting and things are going a little in the in the in the positive direction in recruiting based on just the last game. So Georgia Southern is is a small school that runs a triple option offense. They're a little bit like Rice as far as they are going to try to keep the ball away from Arkansas and they're you know they're gonna play sound football but uh Arkansas Coming off of that game, no matter the situation, I think you want to refrain from storming the field because the next time, if that were to happen, it's a quarter of a million dollars, $250,000 fine, and it goes up every time. So let's let's cut that out, guys. Uh, Let's act like we've been there before, and when we win, we win. We we leave the stadium. We take the party elsewhere, (laughs) but... Then we go on from there, and out of that weekend, an eighth grader out of Greenwood, Arkansas, the number one quarterback in his class, Kane Archer, was offered the class of 2026 number one quarterback out of Greenwood, Arkansas. Once again, that just not really happened in a long time, but he got an offer. He's gotten offers for uh, at least 10 different schools, and the Offers continue to come, and uh, granted, this guy's an eighth grader, so that's news to me. Just because of the 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 youth of the player, Arkansas, you know, I've seen this out of like Miami and Alabama and USC offering eighth graders, tenth graders, you know, ninth graders, seventh graders, but Arkansas typically doesn't offer you know very young athletes, very, you know, underclassmen. And this is one of the, you know, rare ones where they have offered a, a very young high school player. And uh, he's within the state. 
And um, let's hope, you know, let's hope the early offer and the early success under Sam Pittman uh, carries some weight and can uh, be a good thing in uh, this relationship to come. And uh, with that, you know, we go into a little bit other news as far as recruiting. I talked about how it's been heating up. A lot of official visitors in a lot of sports, unofficial visitors, just a lot of positive things going on right now. I saw a Kentucky fan that ran a sports talk show that said Arkansas, and, and they were defending someone trash-talking Arkansas. They said Arkansas is one of the hottest athletic programs top to bottom if you look at that sort of thing. If you're just focused on football, yeah, it's still a wait in progress, but everything else is going great. And you look at the recruiting, two future cast picks in favor of Arkansas for each five-star player in the last 48 hours for the number one or the number one of the top players in the country, Nick Smith Jr., a five-star guard from Little Rock. And then, uh, a five-star forward, Jordan Walsh. I mean, if you were to land these two guys, Arkansas would go crazy with basketball. They're already crazy with football and baseball. They were already pretty much there with basketball. But you just get this, and it's just like throwing a firecracker in a you know in a campfire. Everything is going to go off after that point, and everything has kind of went up and you know just consistency it's consistently been positive and it was just energized it was supercharged by that weekend you know everything happened there were baseball players there there were baseball coaches there there were you know uh women's basketball coaches there there were women's recruits there there were basketball recruits there and coaches there at the game there were you know bobby portis you know, former pro basket or pro hog uh, basketball player that you know just won an NBA championship with the Milwaukee Bucks. He was there. You know, you got this guy Nick Smith Jr. He was at the game. You know, just everything's kind of lining up and benefiting each other, and that's how you get a good program. And things seem to be going well there. So that's all of the news as far as recruiting coming off of last weekend versus Texas, and now we move in to. Week three, as Arkansas once again prepares for Georgia Southern running a triple offense, a triple option offense, which is very unique. And we will discuss all of these games in the Pick'em contest and break down my picks and why. It'll be very generic. We'll just go over where it's at, who's playing, and why I picked them. So let's get started after this. All right, we're going to go right into the pick'em list of games, and I'm just going to read them off here and tell you who I think is going to win and why. I don't, and I'm just going to start. The first game is Michigan State at Miami. I like Miami in this game. First of all, 50% of home games I'm going to pick. Just there's a different element when you're playing at home. There's a different comfort when you're playing at home versus the opposing element when you're the visiting opponent. Michigan State is a popular pick right now, but I just think they haven't really been tested. I think uh, 
I just I just don't think that they can match up talent for talent at Miami. I'm picking Miami in this game. And uh the second the second game is uh Virginia Tech at West Virginia. And this is a good little rivalry going on between the Big Twelve and the ACC. And I like I like Virginia Tech in this game. Ever since the opening, where they uh, really smacked around North North Carolina, North Carolina may have came out in the you know season opener, being ranked tenth. Maybe they came out a little a little overhyped, but nonetheless, they have some talented players, and you know the talented players that they had showed out in that game. But what also showed out in that game was Virginia Tech is well coached. Like always, and you know maybe they have some down years here and there, but Virginia Tech over the last you know few decades have been a very sound defensive and special teams you know college program have uh, they've been just very you know ebb and flow of of those aspects special teams you know very hard fought victories tough you know gritty you know performances. Maybe not loaded with four and five star talent, but you know will still fight and scrap and win. You know most games that they play, and they're undefeated heading into this game. And regardless whether they're on the road, after I just said in the road aspect with Michigan State, Michigan State going down to Miami though that's you know that's that's a shock in uh, in your environment and uh Virginia Tech going to West West Virginia to me that's not a shock West Virginia we'll, we'll see how good you know this is a, a definitely a good team to test West Virginia and see how good they can be but I like West I like Virginia Tech in this game I'm picking uh, Virginia Tech and the next game on this on this slate is Nebraska at Oklahoma this one you really don't need to say a whole lot about defending Oklahoma, all right? I'm picking Oklahoma to win this game. I'm picking Oklahoma to win most games on their schedule. They're really talented. They recruit well. They have great coaches. I mean, what's not like what's not to like about Oklahoma, all right? They they they've got a lot of talent. They they throw the ball a lot. They have a really nice offense. They they have a really good defense, but I haven't seen it consistently over the years and that's the one question I have with Oklahoma other than that I mean they've been there in the college football playoff but outside of that question of how consistent can their defense be that's that's the one thing that's keeping me from saying that they're going to be in there year in and year out that's the one thing that's you know keeping me from saying that they're going to compete for the SEC championship right away when they get in here if they could be more consistent on the defensive side of the ball and just continue to strengthen both sides of the line of scrimmage and offensive and defensive line, I think they will have no problem at all coming into the SEC and challenging whichever division or pod they're in, whichever way that the, the SEC at that moment when they're in it However, it changes. I expect them to challenge. I mean, they're they're a team right now, and unless anything changes in between now and then, because at the moment, it's not slated to happen until twenty twenty five. So that's a good ways away. So a lot could happen in between now and then. But 
just talking about this game, Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a pretty good team. Uh, Spencer Radler is a Heisman candidate. Uh, Oklahoma's recruited well. They have a good offense. They have a good defense. They had good enough defense to to shut down Nebraska. Whether that Nebraska gives them, you know, a glimpse of the game of the century, uh, this is a game that is won and lost by Oklahoma and Oklahoma alone. And I like Oklahoma easily in this game. Oh, Nebraska could make it a game. Uh, even if they give it their all and Oklahoma doesn't, Oklahoma's still going to win. So Oklahoma for the win. And uh, I'm going to move on to this game. This game, Minnesota at Colorado. I haven't really done a whole lot of research on this game as far as what you know national bets or picks are. I'm looking at the location. It's at Colorado. Texas A&M was ranked, it was a top 10 ranked team, and they go into Colorado and they struggle. Minnesota, Minnesota is a northern team playing in the Big Ten, and uh, and they've struggled a little bit this year, and I'm picking Colorado. I just think the altitude, I'm, I'm thinking playing away, I'm thinking even in a loss, Colorado found some confidence in that loss and is looking to regain and maintain that confidence in this, you know, victory over Minnesota. And I'm picking Colorado over Minnesota. And and we move on from that to Nevada at Kansas State. And to me, this is an easy one too. I mean, I've I've watched some Nevada film. I've watched some uh some Kansas State film. There's just a uh, just a slight gap in talent from Nevada to Kansas State. Just a slight. I mean, Kansas State is not a top tier program, but they have a lot. They have a little bit more talent than than Nevada does. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, a running back, is uh, he's a dynamic player, and as long as he's in the game, I'm going to give them a shot to to win a lot of games this year, and. It's it's at Kansas State that helps the little Big Apple, so hmm, I don't know. I just haven't been that impressed with Nevada this season. I think uh, I think this is going to be a game as far as like who performs cleaner as far as turnovers and penalties, and then uh, I don't know. I mean turnovers and penalties, who who per- performs cleaner? If if. If they're both pretty solid on both sides, I, I still got to give the lean to Kansas State, but uh, that's how I feel. The next game on the slate is Alabama at Florida. Now, I think it's a really popular pick for a lot of people to say Florida's going to shock Alabama because it's in the swamp, and I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, Alabama has looked really, really good. Florida, I mean, Florida's looked pretty good, too. But they've performed both of them outside of Alabama. Given, you know, I don't know what you think about Miami based on the performance that Alabama had, but based on the way Alabama performed against Miami at the time with the ranking that they had, you've got to think that Alabama's a very heavy favorite. And they are. And I'm picking Alabama to win until Alabama or anyone gives me any kind of reason to doubt or suspect that they will lose sadly i mean i don't i don't want to say this but sadly i got to pick alabama to win just about every game i mean until someone shows me enough to where they can beat them 
or until Alabama shows me something to where I think, hey, maybe they can lose. Maybe they can struggle. Maybe they are in, in you know, impervious to injuries. I don't know. I mean, maybe they can have a really unlucky game here or there where they have a lot of penalties and turnovers like normal teams. But, but who knows? At this point, I, I think it's going to be a pretty easy game. I think Alabama's really good at playing clean football as far as not having a lot of flags. I think they're pretty good at as far as not turning the ball over. And uh, even better when they do those two things at making you, as an offense, turn the football over to them and they take it away. So I think those three aspects of the game and, and the fact that uh, Alabama's pretty smart in special team situations, you know, that all kind of adds up. I think uh, I think the offense is really, really good. For Alabama, you have a really talented, big offensive line. You have a really experienced uh, running back in Brian Robinson Jr. and a lot of talent behind him. And then, uh, and then Bryce Young. So you have a lot of talent at quarterback, but not a lot of experience. You got a, you you got some experience at receiver and a lot of talent there too. So, I mean, it's exciting to think of the offense that you could have if you're an Alabama fan. Florida, on the other hand. They came into the season saying basically their bread and butter is going to be running the ball. They have a deep backfield of running backs. You know, Damian Pierce, uh, Demarcus Bowman. Uh, uh, there's a couple more I'm missing, but I mean, Anthony Jefferson at uh, at quarterback, and then uh, Emory Jones, uh, the other quarterback, the starting quarterback. They, you know. It's been a one-two punch between the two of them, and then plus that stable of backfields behind the offensive line, and, and you know playing behind their defense, they focus on running the ball, and I don't see them being able to have success in maintaining a lead at uh, you know playing Alabama, even though they're at home. I mean, they would have to have a lucky game to run the ball and maintain a lead and win that game. Uh, I just don't see it happening. I'm sticking with Alabama until Alabama plays somebody a little better, a little more consistent, or just a little luckier. I'm not seeing Florida doing it. Hopefully, hopefully per, for parity's sake, for the SEC and college football's sake, Florida can pull an upset. And maybe I'll be okay with being wrong on this pickle. But the next game on this slate is Northwestern at Duke. And I don't know why. I really don't have a whole lot of insight in this game. I'm picking Northwestern. Northwestern at Duke. Duke, I mean, although Duke has is playing at home, they've, they've struggled. Charlotte, I mean, Charlotte beat them. Uh, it's, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't have a whole lot back in this. My feeling just says Northwestern. I think they're just a better team. I think they have a little bit more talent and are a little bit better coached and, and uh, more bought in as a team to this program and this scheme. So I'm just going to move on from that point and lead in. And I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth on this game because Georgia Southern at Arkansas, 3 p.m. and in Fayetteville. And I'm obviously going to pick Arkansas in this game, the 20th ranked Razorbacks. And uh, obviously, this is a trap game. If you if you're gonna ever have a trap game, you have the 15th ranked Texas Longhorns and a sellout night game on ESPN. Then you have the seventh ranked conference 
Texas A&M Aggies in Jerry World. Oh, your alumni, J- Jerry Jones, who was at the Texas A&M game. And, oh, oh, he's, oh, you're going to play in his house in Arlington, Texas. So it's kind of a, a home game for uh, Texas A&M. Okay, so that's going to be right in the middle. We're going to put Georgia Southern. But I, I, think, uh, I think Georgia Southern is going to be a lot like Rice. I think they're going to try to keep the ball away from Arkansas. Obviously, they run a triple option offense. So I think Arkansas is going to struggle to take the ball away on defense as far as turnovers. I think their they're bread and butter on doing that is forcing the, the team to throw the ball, whether that's sacking the quarterback and, uh, you know, forcing a fumble or just a bad pass and it goes to, you know, turns into an interception, or whether that's just, you know, you know, getting pressure and having having good, you know, having a really talented defensive back, you know, room. The the probably one of the best units on this Razorback team is the defensive backfield. I mean, when you look at the talent, the experience, the size and speed that you have from Simeon Blair to Joe Fouché to Miles Slusher to Jalen Catalan, Montag Buster Brown. I mean, Day-Day Bishop, Hudson Clark, Gregory Books, uh, Devin Bush. They're a really deep and talented group. I didn't even name half of them. I mean, Kari Johnson, uh, Trent Gordon, Malik Chavis. The list goes on and on and on. And they're all on the field contributing. Maybe, you know, some more than others. But it's where they attack teams is when they get them into passing situations other than that they're swarming the ball so yeah they're not going to have the ball for very long and they're not going to have a chance to win if they don't maintain the ball and get basically get first downs so you're either going to just really pound the ball and get first downs and which which is something that's possible because not a lot of teams prep for the triple op off the triple option offense so hopefully they are prepared and smart enough and schemed up and, you know, able to stop the triple option offense and, and, you know, can get this game finished early so that you can get some backups in. I really want to see Malik Hornsby get some, some meaningful reps. We saw him at the end of the Texas game. I'm sure that meant a lot to the Texas na- Texas, Texas native. Uh, you, you got to see his speed, and I want to see... You know, I just want to see a lot, a lot of these younger players performing in in some, uh, some, some games, especially at home, and uh, you know, a lot of the freshmen can play in four games and then redshirt still. So, so this is probably a good one. It's probably one of the last ones that you can play a, a freshman in and not really worry about what's going to happen outside of this one in the UAPB game. Uh, a little, a little later on after the Auburn game there is the UAPB. UAPB game, Arkansas Pine Bluff game. So outside of those, you really, you really don't have a whole lot of like gimme games that you can easily put in some freshmen that you know may not be truly ready. So you you play some of these games, you can get some of these freshmen. Hopefully they can get a lead and get those backups in early. Maybe maybe first of the, you know midway through the third quarter they get to put everybody in this backups. That would be great. I don't necessarily have a score prediction. I just pick Arkansas to win. I think um, I think they have the ability to score a lot of points. I think Arkansas's coach has 
shown that he has class and he knows when and where and how to score the ball. So sometimes you don't need to score touchdowns when you're winning 40 to 20, 40 to 21. So um, I definitely think Arkansas wins and I don't know. I, 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 maybe I come back at the end with a, with a final prediction. I'm going to move on at this point and go to Mississippi State at Memphis. Memphis is a tough team. All right. It doesn't matter what conference. It doesn't matter where they're at. They are a tough team. They're scrappy. I feel like they're underrated in a lot of ways. And in their head coach, their new head coach since uh, since Mike Norvell left, is, uh, he, I mean, he's doing pretty well, and they're recruiting pretty well, and they, they will fight you. And I just think if Mississippi State's going to be taken seriously – this season, they have to get this win. So I'm going to pick Mississippi State. I think their defense comes out and has a really good performance. Obviously, the trendy pick last week was NC State over Mississippi State, and that obviously proved to be very poor decision making in that you know in that aspect. And I'm going to go with Mississippi State and hope that they you know prove a lot of people wrong again as I pick Mississippi State in this contest. And we move on to the next game. East Carolina at Marshall don't really have a lot going into this. East Carolina has looked very uh, feisty in all their games. Marshall, too, it's at home. This is two small games, two small teams, um, formerly conference opponents, and now East Carolina is in the American Conference. You wonder if the Conference USA or American you know, Conference even stay relevant with all the conference realignment talks. But in this case, I'm going to go with the home team in Marshall. All right? I'm picking Marshall to win, and I'm going to move over to the next game now in Troy at Southern Miss. Southern Miss is hosting Troy, and sadly, in, in this matchup, I do not give the home team the favor. Troy is traditionally a better team than Southern Miss. They traditionally have better talent and better coaches and just play better. And that may not be the case this year as I have not watched all the film on Troy. But they're who I'm picking. I'm picking Troy to win. And I'm going to move on to the next game now. As uh, Virginia at North Carolina. And Virginia's sneaky good. All right. But I like North Carolina. They're at home. You had a potential Heisman candidate in Sam Howell. I don't like him to win the Heisman now. After after, Even though it was week one, I, I don't like him to win the Heisman. But you still have a really talented team and a really potent offensive weapon in Josh Downs. So I'm picking... I'm picking North Carolina. They're at home. They've got a good team. They've got a really experienced, talented offensive line. And Virginia could shock some people. They could win and prove me wrong. And I'd be okay with that because, hey, I like parity. Virginia's not ranked. North Carolina is. So let's get that upset if you're an upset-minded team in person. But as it stands right now, I have to make a pick, and I am picking North Carolina. And we move on to Utah State at Air Force. Air Force is played in uh, what Wyoming, Colorado. I can't remember. That's where their stadiums are located. So 
the elevation is not going to be a problem for Utah State, which I'm picking Utah State. I don't have a whole lot going into this as far as reasoning other than just a feeling. Utah State competes at a lot higher level than Air Force typically does. So I'm just going based on tradition and the fact that it's a regional game that really isn't going to have a whole lot of difference as far as location. And we're going to move on now to the next game in Auburn at Penn State. Now, this is where college game day is. There's one whiteout game a year, and Penn State is whiting out the game at Auburn. And oddly enough, Auburn is traveling to an away game, and they're wearing their away whites. So it's going to be a complete whiteout. And I'm picking Penn State to win this game because of the environment. Strictly because of the environment, not because of the team, not because of the experienced quarterback in Sean Clifford, not because of the head coach in, in James Franklin. I'm picking because of the of the crowd environment. They are ready. They were ready two, three days ago. I mean, they're going to be rocking. Happy Valley is a big time venue. I believe it seats over a hundred thousand screaming fans in that venue and I'm picking Penn State against my better judgment. I feel like an SEC team. I feel like Brian Harson has re, re you know revived Bo Nix and you know revigorated his career and his potential and I think Auburn has a lot of potential. But I think a lot of this game rests on how frequently they run the ball with Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby is potentially one of the best running backs in the country, and if you do not feed one of the best players in the country in one of the toughest games on your schedule, I think you have a terrible, terrible recipe for failure and for a loss on the road if you're Auburn and you do not give the ball to Tank Bigsby. If you run the ball and you have poor success, you are going to lose. And that is why I'm picking Penn State. I, th I think Penn State's defense, along with the environment, the road travel away to a non-traditional, non-conference opponent in Penn State, I think that, you know, new head coaching in uh, Brian Harson for Auburn, you know, you got a lot of transition with the team. I just see their first falter on the season coming in this season, in this game, and, uh, and I like Penn State in this game, and I'm going to move on now. So, Toledo, uh, or no, excuse me, Tulane at Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin said that Tulane was pretty much an SEC team, so not to take them lightly. Tulane then trolls Lane Kiffin with a college football meme on Twitter and social media, and uh, it, it's, it's just a fun back and forth. Tulane has proven that they can challenge people as they shown on week one when they really gave Oklahoma all they could handle and more. And I think that, but to get back to Ole Miss, I, I just can't get past them. I have to pick them to beat Tulane, no matter how, you know, much of an underdog quality they have, how, how challenging they can be. Um, I've got to pick Ole Miss. They have one of the top offenses in the, in the whole country and their defense has improved greatly. So, I'm going to go with Ole Miss in this game and move on to the next game on the slate, and that is Oklahoma State at Boise State. This is a hard game. Boise State 
Boise State has proven that they can challenge anybody, anywhere. And the game is at Boise State, so you're going to be playing on that blue turf, playing those blue uniforms. And I'm picking Oklahoma State, but this is a tentative pick. I mean, I'm not, I'm not thrilled with this pick, but I think Oklahoma State has the talent and the coaching to go into Boise, Idaho and defeat the Boise State Broncos. And, and this should be an entertaining, colorful matchup as the orange and black Oklahoma Cowboys, Oklahoma State Cowboys, goes to play the blue and orange uh, Boise State Broncos. And, and after that, Oklahoma State pick, I will move on to the next game. The next game is Arizona State at BYU. These are one of three... I think uh, top 25 uh, ranked matchups, Arizona State is ranked, BYU is ranked, coming off of a big-time win over Utah, and I think BYU gets the win. I think Arizona State's ranked because of hype and talent, but they're unproven this year, and based on the type of season that they had and the offseason you know, speculation that's been going on, I'm, I'm picking BYU. I think there's just you know a, a clearer sense of direction on that team, I think they're just bought in. I think they have great talent, and they consistently compete year in and year out, even when you think they don't have talent. So I like BYU. I think BYU is going to have two top 25 upsets two weeks in a row. Stamp it. I'm just I'm just moving on from there. All right, from there, you've got Charlotte. On the road at Georgia State, I don't know much about either of these teams, so I'm going with the team that sounds like it would just perform better in Georgia State. And it's at Georgia State, so you got to like the home team. I'm picking Georgia State, and I'm going to move on after this pick. It was really quick. I'm sorry. I don't have much to offer on it if you're actually you know, planning on listening to or keeping up with any of these games. But... I move on to San Jose State at Hawaii. Wouldn't you love to go play a college football game in Hawaii? Especially keeping an eye on this game as far as a former Arkansas player, Nick Starkle, the like sixth or seventh year, you know, graduate, the senior at San Jose State in his second year there. And I mean he's He's looked pretty well this season. I mean, they they were giving USC all they could handle early on, but it, you know, it turned into, you know, a barn burner. You know, it turned into, you know, a one-sided game really quickly in the second half. And uh, in this game, I actually like San Jose State. The visiting team, I think I think San Jose State and Nick Starkle are going to, you know, pull it out against uh, the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. And... After that, Florida State at Wake Forest. This is the last game of the Pick'em slate. And somebody even actually at, at work, he asked me, he said, hey, you think Florida State's that bad to go 3-0? and And I was like, no, no, they're not going 3-0. and or, or they're not going 0-3. And and, pardon me, they, to go 0-3. No, no, they're not going 0-3. And then I look, and I'm like, well... Notre Dame, that was a great game, though. That was overtime. Lost by a field goal. I mean, you can't really look at that game and say, oh, you're fired. You're terrible. And then you look at Jacksonville State, and you should not have lost to them in any sense of the word. But Deion Sanders, I'm pretty certain. D- 
Deion Sanders was is the new head coach. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to do a little bit of research after the podcast to, to confirm. But Deion Sanders, I'm pretty sure, is the head coach of Jacksonville State. Uh, Jacksonville State is a pretty talented team, nonetheless. Even if he's not the head coach, and all you need is you know motivation to beat a team like Florida State. Especially if you can do it on a Hail Mary on the last second, on the last play of the game. And what a way to beat Florida State than the last second, the last play of the game. I mean, how do you not get excited for that? I mean, I looked at that score and I looked at what happened and I said, oh man, that sucks for Florida State. It sucks for Mike, Nor- Mike Norvell. I really thought they were going to beat Notre Dame. <clears throat> they fall to Notre Dame. They fall to Jacksonville State. And they potentially can go 0-3 as they go to Wake Forest. And Wake Forest has a really good quarterback. I'm forgetting his name right now, but I a really big part of me wants to pick Wake Forest. They're at home. They're confident. And Florida State's coming in here a little unconfident. They've lost two in a row. And, 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 it, and it hasn't, you know, just things have not gone well for them. So... This is a difficult pick, but I'm just I'm just going on the law of averages. You cannot have this many bad things go wrong. You cannot play this hard and lose this many games. Florida State has too much talent. Mike Norvell has hired, you know, I mean, he he's he's hired here to be you know, the new head coach at Florida State and and turn this ship around to right the ship. And I think he can. I mean, the way they're recruiting shows that if you give him time in the future, they can. The guys that they have on on the on the, on the field right now, on the team right now, they're they're giving it all they've got. And you know, I'm I'm picking Florida State to win over Wake Forest. I hope they win, but I will not be surprised if they lose. And that's all I have for the pick'em contest. I've did a little bit of news as far as recruiting. I went back over again, you know, to beat this Texas game to death, this beat this dead cow to death. I've went over all the impact and the fines and just the fun that the Texas weekend was, but we got to move on. And today, tomorrow, whatever time you're listening to this, we got Georgia Southern coming to Fayetteville, and this is a huge trap game. And then after this, we have a huge four-game uh, stretch between conference-ranked opponents, three of them on the road, and the last one coming to Fayetteville to finish it up. This is going to be an exciting stretch. And then after that, you play UAPB at home. So you're looking at some really winnable games and coming out of this like six, seven game stretch, and knowing how you're gonna, how your season is gonna look after that, I think you're gonna have a really good idea of how good the season's gonna go after the UAPB game in week, uh, I believe it's week seven. So let's get to to next week's episodes. I'm gonna try to do a regular recruiting report, which is hit or miss because sometimes there's not a whole lot of recruiting news. But I'm also going to do a regular pick'em contest review where I obviously will talk about these games and who won and lost after the the weekend. And uh, at the end of the week, you know, around Friday, I will post uh, the new list and go over my my you know decision making and who I think is going to win and how it changes from week to week. And I'll discuss each you know, winning weekend, 
And uh, uh, after the game, I'll probably do a breakdown of the Georgia Southern game. I'll review film of the Texas A&M game, and I'll I'll do a you know a, a breakdown of Texas A&M Arkansas game. And as we prepare for that upcoming game, and it's looking really really positive, like Arkansas Texas A&M gets a unique off campus college game day, which is not ideal. You want it on campus. Arkansas would have loved to have had it on Texas. Can you imagine University of Arkansas having college game day when they played Texas? That would have been great. That's what a lot of you know students on campus, that's what a lot of Hog fans were hoping for, were wanting, and it just did not happen, and it's sad that it didn't because I think you would have had just as much excitement for Arkansas-Texas as you would have Iowa-Iowa State, and I think uh, the poor performance out of Iowa State in that game would have been you know, you know, it would have made up for that if Arkansas would have had the college game day by completely dropping Texas on its head and dominating that game. There wasn't anything really important, you know, that sticks out that Texas did that, that says, oh, Texas lost this game. You know, they didn't have, you know, a huge amount of, of penalties. They didn't have a huge amount of turnovers. I mean, they had that one... You know, forced fumble by Zach Williams on the, you know, the knocking out of the quarterback's hands. Um, it's just, that was an impressive game. And uh, you you would have got the same thing out of it as college game day. You would have improved uh, and brought a, a good rivalry to light and put it on a national stage. Even though it already was, but you would have just given that, that bigger spotlight. And to to say that Arkansas could get that versus Texas A and M, it it kind of benefits Texas A and M a little better because they're playing in the state of Texas. And hey, I still think it's a cool it's a cool thing to have it happen at Jerry World where they're playing Texas A and M and Arkansas. Who, you know, if everything goes right between both teams, you're gonna have two uh, top twenty teams playing in Jerry World on College Game Day, and that's I think exciting to talk about and so that's all i have planned for next week that's all i've got for tonight's show don't forget to like and and follow the show on twitter and mark sports talk if you like the show give me a five-star review and if you know somebody that you think will like it don't forget to share it share it with anybody but specifically if you know somebody likes it give it a share if you want to interact with the show hit me up at mark sports talk at gmail.com uh, as always, this show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many others. That's all I got for today, and I hope to hear from you later. So let's go for the next podcast coming up. All right.